So in the morale we were learning the concept of how each star transmits the Torah to the next star. And the concept of Mesira was to the one who was most right to be Makabu. And therefore he says, even though Moshe taught, taught the entire Klal Yisrael, we have the Pasuk Torah, Tzivadon and Moshe, that applies to all of us. But nevertheless, he taught Torah to everybody. He transmitted Torah to Yeshua. What made Yeshua the one the most roi, the most deserving of getting the Torah from Moshe? So the Maral says, we began to read it in the last year, but now we'll go back and explain. He says, when it talks about Yeshua, it says, V'chein Masha'om of Yeshua Raskenim, Ru'uyim u'miyuchodim Raskenim liyesem makabli matarim Yeshua. The Skanim were the ones most appropriate to receive the Torah from Yeshua and not from Moshe. Because Vinay Madregus Moshe Kumaychama. Moshe was like the sun. Just like when you look at the sun, you don't see the physical body of the sun and that it gives light, you just see the light. If that's the case, when people looked at Moshe, they saw Shaisa Kudar, they just saw complete light. Like as if there wasn't a body to Moshe. Moshe, his face shone. Something completely spiritual. Something completely detached from anything physical. That Moshe uh, was level. It's called the Isha Rekim. The person most similar to Malach. The person the most detached from anything physical. And that's what he says. It was Yeshua was compared to the moon. If you look at the moon, you don't see light. You see a body of rock. You see the physical property of the moon. It has a physical nature to it, the moon, but it absorbs and reflects the radiance of the sun. So to Yeshua received from the Radiance of Moshe, the Pasuk says, Moshe was told to put some of his glory, of his radiance, onto Yeshua. And therefore, the relationship of Yeshua to Moshe was that of the son of which was Moshe to the moon, which was Yeshua. And therefore, and that's why Yeshua was the most able to receive from Moshe. Because as opposed to other people who, were, who could learn from Moshe, Yeshua was like the moon which reflected the sun of Moshe. Now normally we talk about that Gemara, that Pnei Moshe ke Pnei Achamo. The face of Moshe was similar to the sun, and the countenance of Yeshua was similar to the moon, as something which shows how much greater Moshe was. But really if you see how Chazal brings that Gemara, it's a compliment to Yeshua as well. There's a level in being the Levana, in being the moon. And that's why the Gemara continues and it says, Pnei Moshe ke Pnei Achama, Pnei Yeshua ke Pnei Levana. The face of Moshe was like the sun, the face of Yeshua was like the moon. Zukainim shebedar ha yoimrim, oila la busha, oila la klima. The elders of that generation said, woe to us because of this embarrassment. Woe to us because of the embarrassment. Which means, that nobody thought they could be like Moshe. As the Maral said, Moshe was like a son. He was detached. He was just completely spiritual. 
It was far removed from what anybody else could imagine being. But they saw Yeshua as somebody who was primarily, in a way, similar to them. And nevertheless, they saw that Yeshua received so much from Moshe, which they didn't receive. And therefore, looking at Yeshua, they said, They were embarrassed by the comparison to Yeshua because they saw how much more Yeshua received from Moshe than they did. Even though we're talking about the Gdolim, the Zikna Yador, the elders and the Chacham of the generation. And now the Maral is telling us an important principle. And that is, why did Yeshua deserve to receive so much more than them? And the answer is because he was a moon. What's the matter of being a moon? What enables Yeshua to become the recipient of Moshe's Torah? Because he's like a moon. So let's explain the matter of a moon. Obviously, to talk about Moshe and Yeshua, we're talking about people way, way above our ability to understand. But we can look at a similar, so to speak, concept we have in later generations, which we're perhaps better able to relate to. And then by extension, we can apply the same principle to Moshe and Yeshua. So we have, throughout the course of Klai Yisrael, other people who we also consider to be similar to Moshe, in the fact that they were also seen by their generation as being a son. A son is somebody whose radiance is too bright to look at. Somebody who people look up to as something which is completely spiritual, and therefore far, far removed from the level that they're on. And as a result, naturally people feel a certain distance from somebody who is so much greater than them that they see them in comparison to themselves as a son. Somebody, for example, like the Arizal in his dar. The Arizal in his dar was respected, was feared, looked up to, even in a place and a generation of many great men. The Tzvas of the time of the Arizal was the home of many of the greatest Zohrinim. We're we talking about the Beis Yasef, the Mabit, the Ramosh Mitrani and others. And yet, they saw the Arizal as somebody completely holy. Somebody with an open, so to speak, knowledge of what's happening in Shemayim. Somebody with a level of Ruchnius far exalted. It was like a son. But... By the same token, as much as the Arizal was held in esteem, but nobody learnt or received Torah from the Arizal, except for one person, primarily his Talmud of Chaim Vital. And Rav Chaim Vital only learned from the Arizal for a year and ten months, but Rav Chaim Vital spent the following 30 plus years rewriting and and collecting and editing the Torah that he got from the Arizal. And therefore, if we're going to ask what was the channel through which the Torah of the Arizal became known to Klai Yisrael? The answer is Rav Chaim Vital. And how did Rav Chaim Vital convey the Torah of the Arizal to us because he was a moon to the Arizal's son. A similar concept 
we find by the Vulnagon. The Vulnagon in his door was also considered an Ish Kodesh. A holy man, a person who was far above exalted from the level of the people around him. He was admired, he was respected, but he was also off limits. The Vilnagon spent 22 out of every 24 hours learning, closeted in his own study. There was no Kabbalah called by the Vilnagon. So as much as he was held in esteem of Klai Yisrael, they didn't have a direct access to the Vilnagon. Once again, that the Torah of the Vilnagon was made known from the few disciples, the few Talmudim who were allowed into the, in his, his inner world, primarily of Chaim Vedajna. And here also, they acted as the moon to the sun of the Vilnagon. Now what does it mean to be a moon? What makes somebody a recipient who can reflect the radiance to some extent of the son of their teacher? So I want to go one door lower than that. Just to explain the concept and we'll go back and explain it. One of the great yeshivas in Eretz Yisrael in the last 50-60 years was Rav Shmuel Rosowski, the Rosh Hashiva Fondovich. Rav Shmuel was a Talmud of Rav Shimon Shkoff, the great pre-war Rosh Hashiva of Grodno. Rav Shmuel was also an authority in disseminating the Torah of Rav Shimon. And Rav Shmuel used to say that in Grodno he wasn't the prior student, he wasn't the brightest, he wasn't the oldest. He was one of the younger students. And yet he was the one who became the one who transmitted Rav Shimon's Torah, so to speak, to the public. And he said, because when Rav Shimon used to give a shir, so he said all the lions, all the lamdonim, all the geniuses of the yeshiva used to sit and listen and argue and debate and mafalpal and discuss everything Rav Shimon said. The best medrash was like on fire. And Rav Shmuel said, while they were busy discussing and debating each point, he said, I sat and wrote exactly what Rav Shimon said. And the, dif- the, the difference was that the following day, when the yeshiva wanted to do chazara, what did Rav Shimon say? So they didn't look to all the lamdanim of the yeshiva who spent the time debating and arguing with Rav Shimon. They came to Rav Shmuel Rizavsky to ask to borrow his nuts. Because he spent the shit just writing exactly what Shimon said. And yes, there was lots to debate, lots to argue about, to discuss. But if one wants to an accurate recording, this is what Shimon said, they would come to Shmuel for that. That's the Koyach. To reflect someone else's Torah. That's the Koyach that a person needs to be a man. And that is not to take what one's learning and discuss it and analyze it and add to it and explain it and incorporate it within one's own mind. Then a person's learning from the teacher 
But, so to speak, when they come then to express what they've learned, they're expressing themselves. The job of the moon is to reflect what the sun said. And if that's the case, there has to be accuracy. This is what the teacher said. This is how he said it. This is exactly what he said. Without coming to add, without coming to explain, without coming to elaborate. Because that gives an accurate rendition of the sun. And therefore, just like Rav Shmuel said, what he wrote was what Rav Shimon said. Without discussing, without arguing, without being mafalpil, that was what Rav Shimon said. We, say this in, we see this in the previous days as well. And that is, let's go back to the first example. Rechai Vital, anyone who's familiar with his writing, sees how painstaking the accurate he was to repeat what Tarizal said. And when he wasn't 100% sure what Tarizal says, so he says, I'm a supak. If Tarizal said like this, or Tarizal said like that. I think I'm much sure that this is what Tarizal says, but maybe he said something a little bit different. And when Rav Chaim Vital went to edited his works, what he edited his writings was to make sure that anything which he thought he might have added by way of explanation or interpretation, he took out. Those he considered his own perushim, his own chidushim, and eventually he buried them in the Gneza of Tzvas. He wanted to make sure that what he was conveying was as accurate as possible what the result said. And therefore, he was the makabal of that Torah. But more than that, he was the conduit through which that Torah came to Klai Yisrael. The result was way beyond what people were able to relate to. It needed a moon to reflect that glo- the, some of the brilliance of the sun so that people could appreciate it. And the importance of being a moon was the accuracy and the care taken to repeat, to reflect exactly what the teacher said. And that's why what Rechaim Vital says in the name of the Rizal is accurately what the Rizal said. Same thing when we're talking about Rechaim Vilajan. A great man in his own right, the Rosh Hashiva of Vilajan. But his son tells a story. When he was younger, his father offered to take him to visit the Gun. And he said that from when they left Vilajan, Rav Itzla with his father Rav Chaim, until they got to Vilna, he said he saw that Rav Chaim changed. It wasn't the same person. He was, I mean, they got to Vil, outside the house of the Vilna Gun, Rav Chaim was literally trembling. And he said to his son, are you sure you're ready to meet the Vilna Gun? Are you sure you're not going to be too scared to see the Vilna Gun? He said, listen to every word he says. Every word the Gun says is Kaddish. And therefore, if that's the person's attitude in coming to learn from a teacher, listen to every word that's Kaddish, then he's going to make sure to try and convey as accurately as possible this is what the God said. And therefore, that's also a moon to the sun. And if you understand this principle then, then we can... At, Attempt to apply the same you said to Moshe and Yeshua. Moshe was the ultimate son. A level which far surpassed any other person. A radiance which nobody could look at. And if that's the case, what was needed 
to convey what Moshe said to Klai Yisrael was the moon. In other words, somebody who would accurately record what Moshe says and reflect that. And that's what made Yeshua ready for the job. Yeshua dedicated himself to spending the time with Moshe, listening to everything Moshe said. And then being able to, so to speak, reflect to Klai Yisrael accurately. This is what Moshe said. That's what made him the one most roi, so to speak, to be the recipient of Moshe's Torah. And now Yeshua, in turn, when he has to give the Torah, he gives it to the Zkainim. Why the Zkainim? The Zkainim in the elders, the Chachamim. So the Maral explains, Vaskainim shemadregosam ha The Maral of the Zkainim, the prominence was the Chachma. Ki ein zokan rezeh shekona chachma. The word zokan even means the one who was koni chachma. And therefore, what made this kainim the next in the link of in the line of progression of Torah transmission? Because v'ha'yu muchanim has kainim ahem lechachma biyaseh. The kainim was the next most qualified, so to speak, to receive chachma, to receive from Yeshua. V'ha'yu miyuchadim lekabel miyeshua. Why? The next closest level to be able to receive from Yeshua was a Chachamim. Why? So we said the matter of the Zikonim was the ability to understand. They were Chachamim. They were the great minds and the Tamilic Chachamim, the leaders of Klai Yisrael. Yes, they weren't Makablim like Yeshua. So they didn't reflect much in the same way. But the next step down, they could receive from Yeshua. Why? Because somebody who is a bigger Chacham is better able to understand what is being taught. Why? Because when the teacher is teaching, so the question is how much are the students understanding it? And here, their level of Torah scholarship and their level of understanding makes a big difference. And therefore, the ones who understand the best, the ones who, so to speak, gain the most from its shia, from, from being taught, are the ones who can best understand the depth of what's being taught. And it's always like that. One can have a whole shia. And it could be that what the Magnet Shir is saying is way above the ability of the people to understand. So how much Torah is he transmitting to them? Well, not very much because it's beyond their ability. It's a depth which they haven't yet reached. I remember when my, my, my teacher, Rabbi Moshe Pirzichran Debracha, one of his shirim, he once commented to me after this year, and he said in the middle of this year, he looked around the room, must be 60 to 70 people there, and he said, I don't think anybody's understanding what I'm saying. Now, if that's, if that's the way that the Talmudim are holding, so then can the teacher be most retired to them? No, because they aren't on the level to understand what he's trying to say. And therefore, the ones who will receive the most will be next in line to Makabal are the biggest Talmudic Chachamim. They're the ones who will gain the most from what's being taught, and therefore they're the ones most able to trans- to accept and eventually transmit that Torah too. And therefore the male of the 
Tamidim after Yeshua with the Skainim. And he says in Ara, that's the Yosem and the Nabim. That's the level bit higher than the Nabim for the purposes of transmitting Torah. And he explains. Hare, some of these Skainim were Nabim. For example, the first one we know about was Pinchas. Pinchas was a Navi too. But what entitled Pinchas to be a recipient of Torah wasn't his Koyach of Nebuah. What entitled Pinchas to be a recipient of Torah was his Maida as a Chacham, as a Zaking. Because that was the Maida which he, he used in order to receive the Chachma, and therefore that was the Maida which made him the next link in the, so to speak, the progression of Torah. That's what the Maral says was the Maida of the Skadim. In his Lashon, he says, Chachma was a level most close to be able to receive from Yosha. More than the level of the Nevim. A Chacham is on a level in one way which is better than a Navi. And what he means, says the Maral, is the level of the Nevim which come next. Even though Moshe and Yeshua were also in the Vim, but we're not talking about their ability to receive and transmit Torah as the mind of being a Navi. They were Miyuchodim, they were special. Like we said before, there was level all to itself. And obviously, their level was higher than the Chachamim too. The level of Moshe and Yeshua surpassed the level of the Chachom and the Nevim, which means they had the Mailas of Chachma as well. They had the Mailas of Nevo as well. They were a level above that. But after their unique level, so the next level in line would be Chachma. And this is also an important point to focus on for a moment. We spoke about the Mail of a Moon, and that is someone who accurately reflects the sun. One might think that means a person doesn't have to be too bright, doesn't have to understand too well, he just has to be able to, so to speak, parrot accurately what the teacher said. But that's a big mistake. That's a big mistake. Somebody who doesn't understand can't be a recipient who can give over. It's just like somebody who is, is going to be a typist of some esoteric work which they don't know what they, what they don't know what it means. And as much as they try to, so to speak, type will letter perfect what they're reading they're not a they're not a transmission of that Torah. they don't know what it means they can they can write words or say words without any idea of what they're saying that's not a moon that's not a somebody who's transmitting Torah. of course the person who's able to be the moon means the person who first and foremost has to understand the teacher and other but it's a big avoider for a person who understands not to enhance, not to change, not to elaborate, but just to replay, just to give over accurately what they understood. That's the male of the moon. If the moon wouldn't understand, then it wouldn't be a moon. And therefore, that's a male which incorporates Chachma and is greater than Chachma. After Yeshua, the next best level was the biggest Chachma, the ones who understood best what was being taught. And then after that comes the Nevim. And why the Nevim? Because the Nevim they're the next level to the Skanim. 
even though we said a Chochm is better than a Navi, nevertheless, they're still close to each other. They're two levels which have a connection. So it could be the Chochm has the advantage, and that's why the Skanian came first, but they still have the, the next level to them is the Navim, and that's why it says Now, what the Maral is answering at the same time as he's trying to explain this point to us, is the, one of the questions he asked before the Mishnah. And that is, if we're talking about the transmission of Torah, so why are we talking about groups of people? Skanim, Nevim, why don't we talk about individuals? Just like we begin with Moshe and Yeshua, who are both individuals, and afterwards we talk about Shemin HaTadik, and Antigonus Hishayichu, and so on, who are also individuals. So if you're going to explain the stage-by-stage stage transmission of Torah, so then we should do like the Rambam does and mention all those individuals along the way. Why are we giving it a group? Yeshua gave to Skanim. The Skanim aren't named. The Skanim gave to Naveen. The Naveen aren't named. And this was a period which encompasses from the time of Yeshua until the time of the ancient Sagadola more than a thousand years. Or maybe, not, maybe about a thousand years. And we're not given all the names of the individuals who were all, so to speak, links in that chain of transmission. We just told Skanim and Nevim. Why? So the Maral is explaining it to us. And he's saying because we're talking about the levels which were needed to transmit the Torah. Yeshua was a unique level. It was the level of a moon. The Skanim, the level of Skanim were those Chachamim most able to understand Torah. And therefore there could have been a number of levels of Skanim or a number of people who were Skanim and their ability to be the next links in the chain following Yeshua was all for the same reason. It was because they were Skanim. And therefore, they all grouped together under the category which explains their entitlement to receive the Torah. They were the Skanim. In each Torah, they were the Chachma Yadar. They were the ones who best understood what they were taught and therefore the best able to give over what they were taught. That's the level of Skanim. And the next level is Naveen. Once again, there were many, many individuals along the line of the Nabim. If you look at the Rambam's list of those who transmitted the Torah, we have Achia Hashiloni, and we have Elio, and Elisha, and Yeshaya, and Hishaya, and Micha, and Amos, and Svanya, and Yemio, and so on. But they were all grouped together in the category of Nabim because their qualification in order to receive Torah was all the same. Nabim, that they were Nabim. And now we need to explain. The Maral doesn't tell us. He says that the level of the Nevi'im was close to that of the Chachamim. And that's what enabled them to receive Torah from the Skanim, from the Chachamim. He doesn't say what was the level of the Navi which entitled him to receive Torah. Because, as we know, Nevi'im is a certain level of spirituality that a person is able to connect to Hashem. He's able to Hashem speak or Malachim speak. But the Torah isn't transmitted from Shemai. The Torah is transmitted from teacher to student. Ish mi pi ish. And therefore the fact that somebody has a tremendous spiritual stature that they're able to be a Novi, why is that a qualification to receive the Torah? Now it's true that a Novi had to be a Chacham too. The Gemara says, Nadarim Rashem doesn't rest the Shechina on somebody who isn't in Chacham. So, by default, if he's saying someone is a Navi, he was a Chacham as well. 
I mean, just to understand, Nevoah needed a certain level of Chacham. It wasn't taken for granted. We see times that the Nevim were shown visions or told things in Nevoah and they didn't understand what they were being told. So, of course, to understand a Malach speak or even on a high level to hear what Hashem said, needed, the person needed to be a Chacham too. But in the context of transferring Torah, what was the male of a Navi? When the male of the Chacham was the fact that he was best able to understand, what was the male of a Navi? So we see here Yusad. And that is, the Maral says something close to the Chacham. Because a Navi needed to be a Chacham too. But besides of being a Chacham, a Navi had to be on a very high spiritual level. One doesn't deserve Nevoa without a tremendous process of self-perfection, of taking Amidus, of climbing the rungs of spirituality. And those same rungs that a person has to climb in order to get to a level of Nevoa, those also bring a person to a level where he's better able to understand Torah. And this is something we need to understand. And that is, we know that there's ways to be able to receive Torah better. We call Kinyane Torah. Not all the Kinyane Torah apply to sharpening a person's mental acuity. Not all the Kinyane Torah refer to honing one's analytical skills. There's also the concept of Kinyane Torah, which elevate the person as a person which means a person who's on a high level is better able to receive Torah and therefore if we're going to talk about the next level in being able to receive Torah a Novi a Novi wasn't just the person who was Zoycha who merited the tremendous privilege of hearing Hashem speak that was symptomatic of the Novi the Navi was a person on the spiritual level that he was able to hear Hashem speak. And a person who's on that kind of spiritual plateau is somebody who's also able to accept Torah on a high level. And here once again, let's go back to Moshe himself. Moshe surpassed everybody in history in his ability to understand Torah because Moshe also stood on a level or a category of his own in his level of greatness, in his level of Kedusha. And therefore, the next level, or the next qualification, which I have to say, which defines the category of Makabre Torah, was the people on the highest level, the Kedusha of the Navim. And in that, the Navim were the greatest of the generations. And that's what enabled them in each star, one after the next, to be the ones who were most suited to understand the Torah and to transfer the Torah. So those are the first four stages. Moshe Rabbeinu, who was the greatest Navi, the greatest Tzadik, the greatest Chacham, the sun, the, the so to speak, which radiated the Torah. Yeshua, whose mailer was, more than anybody else, the ability to reflect the Torah of Moshe. He was the moon. Then the third level is 
or was the Chachamim who were the greatest and on level of the Skanim, the greatest of the Chachamim, the ones most able to understand the Torah. And in each door of Skanim, it meant the Skanim of that door who were most able to understand Torah. And then we get to the Nevi. The Nevi'im were the people on the highest level. And therefore they were the most qualified, so to speak. They had all the necessary Kinyani Torah. The people who were, had perfected themselves the most and that enabled them to be the ones to receive the Torah next. And as long as they were Nevi'im, so that in each Torah, the Navi of the Torah was the one who was the highest, on the highest level of that Torah. And therefore the one most able to receive the Torah from the door before and transmit it to the door afterwards. That's what we're holding so far. But as I the next time, we'll finish the progression and we'll speak about what was the mail of the last level it talks about now is the Anshak Nasa